Now, I'm not going to talk about that strange gospel story because I did that three years ago. And I might do it again in three years, but not today. Now, if you've been around the Messiah family for any length of time, you've heard us talk about our vision, what it is that we're about as a parish family, and that is changing the world with Jesus, one child, one person, one family, one community at a time. And if you're new among us, you're thinking, well, that's an awful high bar. That's a big goal. And yes, it is. But the Messiah came to earth to change the world. And if we are his family, and we are, then how is it that we can aim any lower than what the Messiah himself is about? Now, the good news is when God asks us to do something, he not only tells us what to do, he also usually tells us how. And today, in our second lesson, we get we get a, an important key step in how it is that God would help us change the world, how we can change the world with Jesus. Paul is writing to his young friend, Timothy. Paul's an old pastor. Timothy's a young pastor, and Paul's giving him some lessons on leadership. And he writes, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior who wants all people to be saved and to come to knowledge of the truth. Now, when the Bible says in the first thing, the first thing, then we maybe ought to pay attention that that might be the most important thing. And it is indeed. First of all, what God wants us to do to change the world is pray. Pray. Prayer is not the last resort. It's not what we do when all else fails. It's not what we do when we've tried everything else but pray. Let's pray first. Prayer is the fuel and the lubrication that makes it so that everything else we try to do works. Now, Paul describes different kinds of prayer. He says petitions and intercessions and thanksgiving. Now, petition is what we pray for ourselves and our needs for our own families. Intercession is what we pray for other people and for their families. And thanksgiving is when we express gratitude for what God has done in the past, what He's doing now, and even thanking Him for what He's going to do in the future. Because what you find is the more you thank God, the more you find to thank God for. And the more appreciation we show to God, the more he tends to do things that we appreciate. Now, all of us have given someone a gift and not heard back from whoever it was we gave it to. And we wonder, A, if they got it, B, if they like it, C, if they even care. Because if someone writes you a thank you note or says thank you to you, aren't you more likely to do something for them in the future? Okay. Now, my personal family rule has always been you can't cash the check, you can't play with the toy, you can't use the gift until you write your thank you note. And my daughter, on Christmas afternoon, already had her paper and pencil and was asking for stamps because she wanted to play with her stuff and cash that check. That's how God, God is at least as gracious as we are. And the more we thank Him, the more likely He is to do things that we want to thank Him for. God's like that. So, how often should we thank God? Well, the psalm today said that. From the rising of the sun to its going down, let the name of the Lord be praised. 
that God would have us from the time we wake up till the time we go to sleep, that we would send up those flash thank you prayers. It doesn't mean spend all day on your knees, but it means whenever you realize something that God has done, something good, something that you're happy about, something that's pleasant, something that's useful, something that you learn, that you say thank you, thank you from the rising of the sun to its going down. Now imagine if all God's people did that. What a wave of praise and thanksgiving would sweep across the face of the earth as the earth rotates, because it's always sunrise somewhere. It's not just always five o'clock somewhere. It's always sunrise somewhere. And people, if they prayed and praised and thanked God from the rising of the sun to the going down, imagine a world that was soaked in prayer and praise and thanksgiving instead of the anger and the insults that we hear in every other kind of media. Imagine that. That if we praise and thank God, stuff happens. Now, Paul tells Timothy some folks specifically to pray for. I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is why at every, every Sunday we pray for the government, for some aspect or some level of government. We pray for that. It's in our book of common prayer because we understand that what the government does and what our leaders do and the decisions they make and the laws they enact affect every one of us every day. And we need to pray for them, that they would make wise decisions, that they would make gracious decisions, that they would make righteous kinds of decisions that would be for everybody's good and not just for a few. Now, I hope you've looked around and you've realized and you've recognized that the people in the Messiah family come in all sizes and shapes and colors and languages. Well, they also come from every different political persuasion. And whether you want to make America great again, or you don't know if it's ever been great, or you hope that someday it might be great, I urge you to pray for our country, to help bring two together because you recognize the division and the polarity that we have and the two sides that yell and scream at each other, and God wants to bring us together. In the Old Testament, God says, if my people who were called by my name will humble themselves and pray, Seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I will hear them, I will forgive them, and I will heal their land. And our land needs to be healed. Now, you can complain all you want, but that won't fix anything. You can yell and scream about it at the people on the other side, and that's not going to make any difference. And you can post and retweet all you want on social media, and that's not going to make a bit of difference either. The only thing that's going to help heal our land is prayer and voting. And I urge you to do both, to pray for our nation so that we would indeed be one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all, for all, not just some, but for all. Please pray for our nation. Paul continues, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good. 
and pleases God, our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to knowledge of the truth. God wants all people, everyone, to know Him and to be part of His family. That's the good news that we have. God loves you and wants you in His family. Do we? Do we care about those neighbors of ours that don't have a church family like we do? Do we care about those kids that don't know that Jesus loves the little children of the world? Do we care about those teenagers that have nothing between themselves and harming themselves or harming someone else but some screen that they're looking at? Do we care? Do we care for those families that are trying to stay together, trying to raise their kids with no guidance but what they find in our culture? Do we care about the single moms and the single dads and the divorced people and the widowed people that think they have to muscle through life by themselves and on their own alone and don't know that God offers them a place in His family and in this family? Now, whether or not you ever talk to anybody about your relationship with Jesus, whether or not you ever invite anybody to anything that we do around here, each of us can pray. We can pray for the people because we all know people who are lost or lonely or hurting or hungry for love, and we can pray for them. Along with our petitions for ourselves, we can intercede for them. And as we pray for them, faithfully and fervently and frequently, we will find that we are changing the world with Jesus. One child, one person, one family, one community at a time. Now, what if you pray and nothing happens? Keep praying. Keep praying because there's always time between planting a seed and when it bears fruit. It has to sprout and grow and ripen until finally there's fruit. It takes nine months to make a baby. And when we pray, there is often a period of gestation between the time we start praying and when we see the results. So if you're praying and you're not seeing results, keep praying. Now, if you pray and something does happen, how do you know that's God and not just coincidence? Well, William Temple, who was the Archbishop of Canterbury in the 1940s, someone asked him that same question, and his answer is mine. When I pray, coincidences happen, and when I don't, they don't. We have that option to make a difference as we pray. Now, some of us are thinking, well, you know, I'm just one person in one little church and one little town and what difference is that going to make? No, you are not just one little person. You, each of you is a mighty man or woman of God as part of a mighty church, as part of a mighty army of God that serves an almighty God Himself. And when we pray, God listens and God responds. Now, if you're not real sure about how to pray, or you don't think you do it very well, or you're not really confident, I have an invitation for you to come to Diving Deeper on Sunday afternoons at 5 o'clock. And for the next six weeks, we're going to talk about prayer. We're going to talk about let us pray, learning from the saints how to pray so that God listens. And we're going to talk about and do prayer. It's not just a lecture course. It's also a lab. 
And I'm going to talk about some ways that the saints have prayed throughout the centuries and have found it works and it makes a difference. And so after we talk about it for a little while, we're going to do it so that at the end of six weeks, you can come out of this being confident in your ability to pray so that God will listen. But however and whenever and wherever you will, I urge you to pray. And let's make some coincidences happen. 